Originality. You. <laughs> Welcome to Autographs. My name is Nick Singh, and just know originality is on the horizon. Let's go. What's cooking, good lookings? We're back. Welcome to Autographs. My name is Nick Singh. And I am glad to have you here. If you're new, thanks for joining us. If you've been kicking it for a minute, it's glad to have you back. Um, today's episode was very special to me. It was actually taken in 2017 with a incredible lady by the name of Kara Golden. Now, before I get into what Kara Golden does, um, you know, there was something that she said in this episode that really hit me. And it was crazy because when I went to go post it, I said, I remember this like it was yesterday. It was a moment when... Kara leaned in and she said these words and it changed my life. And she said, passion trumps experience. And at the time that I heard that, I was a few years younger than I am now and I had very little experience and a whole lot of fucking passion. So I felt like she gave me permission to actually go out there and pursue things that were beyond me. And the truth is, even today, I still feel that I have more passion than I do experience. So the words still live on, and she is a walking testament of that. So often we hear these incredible stories from founders and entrepreneurs having started these ventures. And when we go to step into those new realms ourselves, we often just consider ourselves to be imposters in the journey or uh, non-authentic walkers on the path. And all that stuff can be just probably logically proven as true. But it's on us to not listen to it. And the reason being is because an aspect to our personality and to our persona as people is, is that we're creators. You know, you can create things out of just sheer manifestation, sheer will, sheer action, sheer trying. A lot of the stuff that you need to know is picked up and learned along the way. And I want to be clear, you know, I think that, and I'm starting to realize that this whole entrepreneurial community is kind of being overserved. I think that they're looked after with the amount of podcasts and education and tools and systems um, and people available for entrepreneurs today is actually a really incredible um, I really want to start telling the show to folks who are um, the common men and women of the world, individuals who might work a nine to five for a living or an 11 to seven or whatever it may be, who just want to tune in and listen to something that's going to help them just be more of themselves. And um, I still think that that same thing applies to you in your career and in your life, that passion trumps experience. It can be applied to a relationship. It can be applied to the way that you approach your physicality, the way you approach your spirituality, and also the way that you approach your work and your career. Um, because there's a lot to be said for folks who jump into things with um, a wide-eyed perspective, a heart full of passion, and just a will to succeed. And uh, I would say that those three things are very common among individuals who have done a lot in our life or in life in general. So I'll leave it at that. Uh, Kara Golden, by the way, is the founder of a company called Hint. It's a water business. If you are in Canada, I don't think that they're here yet, but uh, they've been kicking it in the States for a very long time. And uh, it's actually incredibly tasting water. They offer soda water along with just normal water with a hint of naturally flavored fruit. Um, not even naturally flavored fruit. It's real fruit. So... Um, the company is based on just health conscious beings and it actually tastes amazing and they've rolled it out into all the major stores and locations in the US so if you ever see a bottle of Hint pick it up I think you'll love it because I certainly did um, just getting thirsty listening to myself talk about it so uh, anyways I'll let you folks dive into the episode my name is Nick Singh you're now listening to Autographs and I'll see y'all on the other end peace
But what I was really saying is that a lot of people can go out there and achieve. And I heard you speaking out there about Steve Jobs, and I'm a huge Steve Jobs fan. Yeah. And you hit the nail on the head. I've said that to a lot of people where he was focused on creating great computers for people. He doesn't focus on making a ton of money. Yeah. None of that stuff, right? Totally. So I'm curious as to how you've been able to maintain, because what you're really kind of, I think, hitting on, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you're focusing on approaching people in life and business through a serving aspect versus a taking, right? And how have you been able to stay focused on giving even when you don't have anything? That's what I'm really curious into understanding about you. Yeah, I mean, I think it really just goes into solving the problem. I mean, when I left AOL, I you know, had a great career and was doing lots of fun stuff, but I really thought like in my next kind of like iteration of my life, I want to figure out, you know, do I do, how can I do something that really makes a difference? And I thought that that meant a nonprofit. And so I looked at lots of nonprofits, and the biggest challenge that I saw in a nonprofit was that it just moved so slowly. And so if you're working in tech and you're working in, you know, actually building a company, for somebody like me that wanted to solve a problem, there's no better place than to actually go solve a problem than in an industry that actually needs changing yeah. and disruption, right? Exactly. Like where you're, you're literally scratching your own itch, so to speak. Yeah. So are you saying like it was, have you always been like this? Because I'm kind of getting the impression yeah. right now that like you're not just an achieved person, you're super happy as well and like full on the inside. Yeah. I've met a lot of people who unfortunately don't have that, you know, who unfortunately have the Lamborghini, the house, the all that, but when you speak to them, there's something missing, right? Yeah. And how have you been able to, I'm really interested, what do you think it is that makes a great life then? Because I think a lot of people go out there and they'll, they'll scale, right? They'll achieve these accolades, these mountains, these brilliant things like these companies. But they'll forget in the process that it's really important to feel good. You know, it's important yeah. to treat yourself and to give to yourself. How have you been able to maintain that? And could you speak on that for just a moment to help people understand that between the hustle and everything, it's super important to like be a freaking human being, you know, like do what you need to do. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's about being happy and not taking yourself so seriously. And I think, and again, you go back to sort of focusing on things that are important to you. So my family is like the first and foremost thing that's important to me. And this company is really important to me because I feel like not only am I solving a problem for myself, but I'm also solving a problem for so many other people and that I can actually create impact. So why wouldn't I be happy? Right? Like in, in being able to sort of do that for people. It's not like I'm going to work every day and just like not contributing in some way. And so I think that if you can figure out how you can actually contribute, and, and again, maybe you know, you're working in a company that you just don't feel like you're really contributing and you don't have a great idea to sort of solve a problem, then you go and figure out a nonprofit that you're able to, you know, actually create some kind of impact in and and join that, right? And make a difference of some sort. Because just by just by waking up every day and thinking how am I gonna go make a difference, no matter what you're doing, you'll actually be a happier person in doing that. I so, love I love you for so that's it. You're so focused on giving it, it's warming my heart. It's the most beautiful experience. I love thank that. You. No, seriously, so, you have a you yeah. have an incredible soul. I want to honor you for that. And um, you know, I, I gotta ask you, I wasn't even planning on this, but I, I, I do have to say it, I think that you would really serve here if you were able to help some people understand this. And I think that a lot of people, especially at a young age, any age, they have trouble decision making. You know, they have trouble guiding and navigating around stuff in life. And I'd love to help them with that. And I'd love to have you help them with that too in terms of understanding what do you do when you have to make big freaking decisions? You know, decisions that seem to contradict because you're listening to too many people, all this sort of thing. 
and how have you been able to manage to navigate your way to being here with me now, being on stage for such an incredible conference? Because um, that's a byproduct of your decision. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, just like, what the what, what's the base? What's your philosophy for stuff? I'm looking for that simple thing. So I think so often we put walls up in front of ourselves in in sort of life as well as business, and tell each other that or tell ourselves that we can't do something. And so often we'll listen to friends or colleagues or workers saying, you know, you can't do it either, right? And sort of sometimes they'll say like, oh wow, you're going out and speaking in front of 2,600 people, can you do this? And so it's, I've, I've learned to train myself in that example to say that I actually can do that. And, and I continue to sort of train myself to do it. And I think, you know, part of, People have all, I was a gymnast growing up. I was a competitive gymnast. And I think that athletes are trained to think that way, right? That they think, okay, if they're a runner and they're, you know, doing a 50-yard dash or whatever it is, they train themselves to think, I can do it. I train to do it. And therefore, eventually, I'm going to do it, right? But so often, and even athletes do this, but so often we get sort of caught up in our own little world where we say, I can't do this. I can't, you know, I can't live in San Francisco because it's X, Y, Z, or I can't, you know, work and, and have a family. I can't, you know, whatever it is. And I often say to people, you actually can do it, but you have to believe that you can do it. So you're pretty much saying what's underlying it all is like you have this immense ability to see the possibility and potential within yourself. And that's why I think people like yourself, these are my favorite things ever, confidence like this, they just open up your mind and inspire you to do bigger things. So um, last two questions for yeah. you real quick, are yeah. just like, they're actually for Hustle Conda specific. I want to be able to ask them uh, for these guys because they're, they're incredible and um, I want to help them out. So uh, first one is, it's kind of an open question and I'd love to just help understand what you think about it. I'm gonna let you just take it. It's pretty abstract and it's, I mean, what do you wish you knew? Right, I mean, doing it all, I mean, what do you wish you knew right now? Or what did you wish you knew maybe when you're at a younger age, going through a bit of a tougher time than now? Um, while I'm sure there's challenges and problems in your life, um, let's go back to a time when there wasn't as much hope <laughs> and promise for the future as there might be at this moment. And help me understand, what do you wish you knew about it all? So I talked about it a little bit, but I think that you know, passion really trumps experience. And I say this over and over again, because I think that that was something that I really, really believed that you know, I've got to go and hire people in that know so much more than I do. And therefore, that will actually help me with my success. But the challenge is, is that that's not what leaders do. Leaders don't actually hire people in who have way more experience than, than them. Leaders hire people in that they can actually train to actually do the task that they want done, right? That, that's the key thing. So I started to really realize that if you're really passionate and, you're really, and you really have a problem that needs solving, and if you can bring in people that believe that your problem is a real problem, it, I don't hire people that don't really think it's a problem. If people walk in and you know they're drinking Diet Coke when they walk into the office, and you know it's like it's probably not going to be the right company for them, and they should go and work somewhere else. And there's a, I also tell people there's lots of jobs out here. It's not just hint, you know, that you could like there's lots of opportunities. But I think it's it's hire people in that really understand what the problem is because they'll work harder. They'll be able to 
to basically help you solve the problem versus you as a leader trying to hire in people who don't really think that it's a problem or have to, you have to undo a lot of what they think. You know, there's something special about you. I've, I've heard so many people speak and I've asked a similar question to so many people. I've never in my entire life heard passion trumps experience. Like, no, but you helped me just go through a personal breakthrough. Yeah. That was incredible. It's like the things people want to do, they think that they can't do them because of the years and they never get started. And it's just the passion just carries you through. It's a weird kind of loophole in it. Yeah. So here's the last part of it all. Um, and this is just so off topic, but I'm going to ask it because hopefully it'll bring, it. out, bring out a fun thing <laughs> in you, which is uh, what was your biggest oh shit moment? You know, that moment when you went, oh my goodness, what the frig am I going to do? And I want to just hear you speak on that for a moment and how are you able to kind of overcome it, oversee it, or maybe it did yeah. get the best of you for a little bit. I'd love to hear it. So, you know, it's funny. When I graduated from college, I decided I wanted to go and work, actually, in New York. And I had never been to New York before. Where did you go to college? So I went to school in Arizona at Arizona State. And, I, uh, and all my friends were getting jobs at lots of other companies that came on campus. And I decided I actually want to go work for Fortune Magazine because Fortune Magazine had taught me finance. I was a minor in finance and I thought, wow, like they really, really get it. And so I decided I'm going to go to New York and I'm going to get a job in New York. And my friends were saying to me, wait, so they're not coming on campus. How are you actually going to go and get a job in New York? And so I wrote a letter to the editor and I said, I really want to come work for you for the following reasons. And he uh, didn't actually give me the job, but I ended up networking my way in and getting a job at Time Inc., which at the time owned Time and Fortune and lots of other publications. And so I remember the night before I was actually moving to New York, I'd been there once for an interview, and I said to my dad, I'm kind of freaking out right now because I'm moving to New York. I'm, I have no idea. I have no friends there. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I'm staying with a friend of my sister's. And, uh, and he looked at me and said, what's the big deal? And I said, I'm moving to New York. Like, I've, I've, I, like it's a big deal. It's New York City. I've grown up in Scottsdale. Like, it's a, it's a huge, huge decision. And he said, but it's not really that big of a decision. I mean, you go there, you get off the plane, you take a taxi, you, you're in New York City, and you go, and you go to work, and you meet people. And if you decide that you don't actually really want to stay there, then you have a credit card. It's not going to be your preferable choice to do this, but you could actually leave because you can leave. And you're not, you have no money to buy furniture. You, what's the worst that could happen? You sign a lease and maybe you owe money for a year of rent, but so what? Like, what's really the risk? And so he told me that if you actually quickly can chicken scratch, kind of like, here's what the risk is, then, then it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal at all. And I remember like getting tears in my eyes saying, okay, I just have to break it down. And like I've thought about that so many times, like when I've thought about like, do I go find another job? Do I, you know, start a company? Do I, you know, really put myself out there to go and do something that I think is really challenging? I always do this quick thing in my mind of, you know, risk re reward and what am I really, really like nervous about? And when it comes down to, I don't know, a few thousand bucks, it won't be like my preferable choice to do that, but it's not that big of a deal. 
I, I think about that so often because that's really, again, it goes back to the wall theory. So I was putting my own wall in front of myself and causing myself havoc, right? And, and sort of thinking like, it's really not that big of a deal. And so, and I ended up going to New York and I never ended up turning around and you know using my credit card to get out of there. You know, I, I was there for five years and had a great time and, and you know, it really challenged me as, a, as an individual because it was something that I was initially nervous about and I said, screw it, I'm gonna go for it. You're a freaking rock star, Kara. Oh so, my goodness, thanks. that was incredible. Yeah, thanks. I gotta give you, I yeah, gotta give no, you no, no, definitely. Oh so God. thank you. No, seriously, so, thank you. That yeah. was amazing. Are we, uh, are we okay on the film, guys? We're good. Hola, I'm back. If you liked that episode, uh, share it with somebody. Maybe consider giving us a rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we definitely love that, and along with sharing to your friends. So um, I hope you folks have an amazing day. And if we see you guys on ne next week's episode, I would love that. And if we don't, then I wish you a great life. And as always, shout out to the wonderful accents and my friends at Nap House who helped put this content together. They are absolute wizards and geniuses at their finest when it comes to audio. So if you ever need anything as far as audio goes, please, I, just, I think the best way is to just message me and then I'll put you in touch with them. So one love, everybody. I'll see you guys soon and have a great life. Peace.